In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back, everybody, to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine, still adjusting my mic. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. No, we're all adjusting. We're we're, we're getting through it. I'm Danny Murphy. You know, we're your partners, Wine, Crime, and Time. We love to be in your ear talking about all the crime going back in time is our kind of 2023 mantra. It's so true. I feel like especially because yesterday there were so many crime updates. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I I feel there were like it it, it kind of got overshadowed my joy because I like texted everyone in group chats like Gwyneth and they're like there is actually Gwyneth. bigger actual news going on right now and I was like but can I have I yes Trump but can we have five minutes of just like celebrating the Gwen like cherry on top of it all but it truly was a crime day. I know it was it was a lot. I feel like I posted on the not another true crime feed about. Gwyneth and then like two seconds later I was like wait this doesn't even fucking matter like we have bigger fish to fry but it's fine bigger fish to fry but you know it's it we're, we're getting through it that at least because the, the Gwen was the end we're at the beginning yes. of Trump so that will be a long time of uh unpacking it I'm sure screaming Very into true. a void for some reason as well because Scream. he always finds a way to make us do that Oh my God, that's for sure. But I, if you want to hear the latest on the indictment, go to the Betches Sub podcast. Yeah, they 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 got it covered a little bit better than us. Although maybe we'll have to do like when things ramp up, maybe we'll do a crossover episode. Wait, I feel that would be important because also there was uh this tweet by someone I followed that was like, okay, they were like, yes, the indictment. Can you explain it to me? Like I am someone in my mid thirties with a liberal arts degree. Cause I was like, <laughs> I, explain I, it to I, me. Like I'm me. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. Cause I'm like, yes. Um, don't ask me follow up, but so we might, I know Sammy I'm going to explain and, it. Like it's Jen Shaw getting taken down by the Southern district of New York. So, okay. well, I mean, another thing which like, well, I don't know if we'll ever, but like how Jonathan Majors has the same lawyer as Jen Shaw was a really, <laughs> int- did you see how that? I didn't notice that. Yeah, so I mean, Ooh, and that nice. I mean that is a really intense one, but yeah, there's a lot. Oh, a, a busy March. It's been a lot of a months. busy March. Yes, because she also got her sentence reduced. Did we talk about that? I don't think we did. Yeah, she got her sentence reduced by like a year. So I'm sure. So like, she'll be on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City season ten. I feel like. <laughs> I or or whatever. Like she's gonna find a streaming service of some kind. To have, oh my god! Yeah. Should be on Tubi, Quibi, uh, probably. Just hey, you know what? So are we. So Freebie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's so many of those services that end in like a B sound. Yeah, I I wonder if there was like one marketing person. Like I know they said that uh, red was a really great way to sell people. Glad our logo is has no red in it. But um, it's not pink. It's kind of close. That's maybe. true. But also, I'm like, is that true? So I wonder if it's the same person where someone's like, oh, if it ends with a E, everyone's gonna want to be like, that's for me. So <laughs> who knows? If it's E, it's for me. I like that. <laughs> I also love too. This is our first week with Rebecca, our new producer. And she's probably like, what the fuck is this podcast? Oh, she's my like, God. Why are they she she knows it? the drill, hopefully. She knows <laughs> the, hopefully. 
so funny. Well, this case, I decided to go back in time because we've dragged uh, Danny's hometown so many times. My entire state. And your state. And we haven't really come from my hometown. And there's like quite a lot to come for. We could also do a recent episode. There was like a giant SAT scam. That's like what my town is really known your for. Your town always has, like, I, there's always, I think, educational scams going yeah, on. Yeah, because they're the fucking rich people who take themselves like way too seriously. And, and they pay to, a ton of taxes for the schools, for the public uh, schools. And I do need to just let everybody know. I don't know if there's anybody who's like maybe a senior in college or junior listening. No one has asked me once where I went to college. Oh, my God. I mean, people ask, but not mm, in a – like it's no, never mattered on a, on a job application. No. Do I know it's what my GPA ma- was? No. Oh, do my God. Do I remember God. what I got at the SATs? No. I don't know any yeah. of that stuff. You could straight up make that up, I feel like, and nobody would get like okay, Olivia no one's fact checking you. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> You're like, she was onto just... something. She just took it a little too far. Well, actually, I still say she didn't. She didn't want to go to college, I don't think. I mean, yeah, her mom did, but see, that's the other thing. That's totally she would fit right in at, at in my hometown, Lori Laughlin, because oh well, all the I, parents like took the Ivy League degrees way too seriously. I do have to say, even though you try not to drag me with this case. You do drag me, and I'll stop you. Wait, why? I'll, I'll stop you when it happens. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about the disappearance of Alice Parsons, otherwise known as, like, the heiress kidnapping that was or maybe wasn't. We'll get to it. We'll get to all of it. And uh, shouts out to Jacqueline Cutler at The Daily News and also Stephen C. Dreylack, author of Long Island's Vanished Heiress, The Unsolved Alice Parsons Kidnapping. He wrote a book on it. So let's talk about Alice. So she's born, and I got to say, first of all, there's a lot of Alice's in this story. It must have been a very popular name. Go ask Alice. Go ask Alice. Yeah, I mean, this was <laughs> the original, I guess. So she was born Alice McDonald on May 3rd, 1898. I'm going to stop you right there. That's my birthday. Oh, now my okay. birthday's involved in this. <laughs> and now we're getting into uh, Taurus conversation. Okay. But, okay, but go on. <laughs> But go off. Okay, so she's born on Danny's birthday, but like 200 <laughs> years before. Or like 100, 100 years, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I have a, I'm like, I'm more connected now. Yes. Uh, in Bay City, Michigan, she was born to Alice and Frank and had two brothers, Frank Jr. <laughs> These people are very imaginative they with the names. names. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and Howard. I, what's actually funny about that is like, you don't tend to see uh, women named after their mom. Like, mm. you don't have like, the junior construction you don't really see with female names ever. Or you see it like, oh, Frank would be Francis, my daughter, and Frank Jr. And yeah. there's like the mom just does everything, but we don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't see Alice Jr. Who's that's Howard? Hilar- that's hilarious to me. And Howard is the other brother. Yeah. That that always sucks when it's like the one person, it's like you're like, everyone's named after someone but Howard. Howie. Kim. It's like, yeah, if there was like Kim, Kylie, Chloe, and then they had like Denise. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite Kardashian. If there was a Kardashian named Denise, the way so she funny. would just be like chain smoking at 7 Eleven, be like, What do you want to know? She would be, I would watch her to the end of her. She's like, What? The, what the, I, I don't have time for this. She's like, I gotta Completely. Do the yeah. That's so funny. So Alice's mother died of peritonitis when Alice, the younger, was six after the mother suffered a miscarriage. And sorry for the most confusing sentence. Honor. This is why you should not name your kids the same name as you. That is fair. That is real. <laughs> and so Frank decided he wasn't equipped to raise a daughter, which I'm like, what? Sexism <laughs> alert. 
Oh, um, deeply. He's like, what do I talk to her about? I'm like, feed her? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Petticoats. I don't know. Or just like, here's so, water. <laughs> here's water. Yeah. Um. So he sent Alice to live with her uncle, Colonel Timothy S. Williams. And Ooh. Uncle Timmy, as I'm calling him. <laughs> Honestly, this is like for Alice's benefit because benefit and also maybe demise because Uncle Timmy was like super rich and successful. That's true. He was very connected in politics, like was kind of had rubbed elbows with uh, Grover Cleveland. And he eventually oh, served wow. as the president of the Brooklyn Rapid Transit Company. The um, BRTC? <laughs> <laughs> He's occupied. <laughs> oh, funny. I didn't know we were dealing with the president of the BRTC. <laughs> well, maybe if the BRTC was still running the trains, it wouldn't have taken me a fucking hour plus to get home. From That's Brooklyn true. on Wednesday night. I feel though if you tried to tell someone uh, like back then, like, oh, I'm trying to go from Brooklyn to Queens. They're just like, you don't. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's kind of what the city does now. They're like, no. They're like, you want to do that? Mm, no, you don't. No. Go visit Manhattan and then go into Queens again. Yeah. They're like, we're going to just trap you in Manhattan and then <laughs> you stay and it's fine. Yeah. Um. So Allison... Uncle Timothy were very close, and he was also sending Alice's brothers money and paying for their education. Okay. He's Shotzi? not the stepdad. He's the dad who stepped up. <laughs> Get him on. Oh, my God. Literally. he uh, He's the rich uncle that we all fantasize about. Oh, please. That's who I aspire to be one day, hopefully. Yeah, so he sent Alice to Miss Porter's, which is like the – I mean, it's like still today a very yeah. prestigious boarding school. And then when she finished school, wow, this fucking man financed a trip so that she could just travel all around Europe. I'm like, again, where's my Uncle Timothy? <laughs> Literally. So um, Alice married William Parsons in 1925. 1925. <laughs> I wonder if there was like a song like that then. <laughs> uh, it was like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what was the music back then, like jazz. It was it was Ooh, jazz. Yeah. It was ragtime. Probably gorgeous, yes. <laughs> so um, Alice ended up inheriting a house from her uncle that was in Huntington. This is the sort of connection because it's Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, the house was named Samus Place after the guy who had like originally built it, I guess. So you know it's real rich people shit when your house has a name. And it's like place. I'm like, not Av? Oh, no, we're on Place. Place is everyone. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, like, I live near like Sammy Sweetheart. Like that's that's the Jersey (laughs) Samus place. (laughs) That's so true. I was thinking of like, what's Lisa Vanderpump's house? Villa Blanca? Oh, Villa Rosa. Or is that the restaurant? Villa Rosa. And Villa Blanca's restaurant. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't even know if she has an address. I think it just might be like Villa Rosa. (laughs) And the mailman just knows how to get there. Oh, yeah. And this house, I mean, I feel like this is what any rich person's house looks like today because it had a bowling alley, a billiards room, a wine closet, an electric elevator. I mean, it's funny because I feel like celebrities' houses will always have a bowling alley and a movie theater. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, how often do you really go bowling? I always wonder that, too, because I'm like, there has to be a moment where you're like, like, I also feel you try to justify it so much. Like, it's like everyone's like kind of going to bed quick game mm-hmm. i could put the pin mm-hmm. i could put them up i could put them up everyone's like no and also you have to then redo all the bowling stuff like i don't think it's automated so you have to like you bowl and then you're like 
Like, you have me. to set the and pins you have to up? Run. Yeah. You don't think so? I feel like if you're a celebrity and you're paying for that, you're going to get the automated machine that like sweeps oh, it away. Back then? Back now? Oh, no. Not back then. No. Oh, this but, like, now, now automated. Yes. Even though my now I feel like my dream job would be, can I like operate the bowling alley in like Barbara Streisand's house? Because <laughs> I'm sure it's payroll. How often do you think Babs is bowling? I mean, maybe prove me wrong, girl. And then I get I get benefits, health insurance, just to one time like put the things all together and maybe like heat up a pretzel for her. I don't know if she's pretzel. Heat up a pretzel. I don't know. The rich people don't get rich by paying all their employees well with benefits. That's true. <laughs> but the bowling, the bowling's the from the bowling. Heart. That's hilarious. But I'm like, how often do I go? But I go bowling like once every three years. It's like a leap year. Like February is, 29th, I'm bowling. <laughs> that is ten years longer than I. I have not bowled. I think in a decade. No, That's so. I actually recently went, and I was, I mean, actually not bad for some reason. But then okay. the last time I'd gone before, I got like a thirty. So, and anyway. it's such a long game. It is long. Anyway, it is long. Like this episode is going to be if we keep talking about bowling. Um, Apologies. So she had this baller ass house, and at the time she disappeared, they were actually about to rent out the house to this like elderly woman. But only William, Alice, and their housekeeper, Anna, knew this at the time. Um, So just keep that in mind. So William was related by marriage to Richardson Pratt of the Standard Oil family. Woo! Oil money. What is that show about the Texas oil family? Uh, It's one word. Dynasty? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dynasty. Dynasty. And William was a Yale man. He went there, class of 1910, uh, then became a lieutenant during the war. And so, I don't know, all that is to say, these are some pretty, like, high, like fairly high society people, yeah. I feel like. You know, not the richest of the rich, but kind of well-known about town. That's like, Their and, status was more their currency, along with a lot of the money they have, yes. Yes. Um, so Alice, unfortunately, couldn't have children. William wanted to make it as a farmer. And I'm like, why? <laughs> of all the jobs to pick, you pick the hard one. I'm like, and also, like, can you do that? Like, I don't know if Long Island really is the place for, like, I guess there is farmland. Oh, why, Long Island has tons of farms. Okay. Back in the day. But <laughs> I'm just like, why would you want to get into farming? Like, that's the most, I feel, labor, physical labor yeah. intensive job. And also, you don't know what it is skills. You don't know how to farm. You, I don't think they teach you that at Yale. Exactly. Oh, my God. So he was not very successful. That's the problem. Mm. He tried raising chickens and pigeons, was not good at it. How do you suck at raising pigeons in the New York City tri-state area? <laughs> I also love to, it's like, I'm raising pigeons. Everyone's like, okay, I don't really need pigeons. Like, <laughs> yeah. pigeons just are at my window. Like, I don't need, like, I don't know what you're going to do for me with them. Or I feel <laughs> also be like, okay, come back. Pigeons are like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah, they're go look like at the Statue of Liberty, around. yeah, and then go to Central Park. Pigeons are like New York tour guides. Like they're like, no, I have places to go, pretzels to eat from the ground, and like I'm just gonna <laughs> sniff some stuff. Yeah. So apparently, then they took to raising squabs, which are an immature domestic pigeon. I looked it up. Bitch they look- loves a pigeon. People were eating these pigeons, and maybe we should too. Ew. Just kidding. They're disgusting and riddled with disease. Probably. I don't know. Also, I feel like pigeons. It's like they're like kind of like New York icons. Like you don't eat a New York icon. <laughs> like a, that's like, not the uh, reason I'm not eating pigeons, but I respect your thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm vegetarian, so I'm never gonna. Pigeons are there really low on the totem pole, so it's for not me, even happening. But, um, yeah. but they got they they made this like paste out of the squabs, a squab Ooh. paste. It, it sounds gross. Um, 
I don't know. It kind of reminded me of like maybe that's like a foie gras situation, you know? Oh my god, all oh, these words like, are like or like pate. Yeah, same thing. Okay. Okay. So maybe like they kind of made that. Which this is like really rich people love to eat the most disgusting things because they think it makes them rich. Like mm-hmm. the day I found out what caviar was, <laughs> I knew I'm you were like, say you that. guys, you guys are just lawless. You guys are just looking. I'm like, you you eat that, but you don't eat Taco Bell because you think that's not good for you or like gross. Or like I'm bone all- marrow. Bone marrow. Yes. Yeah, the Ugh. thought of that grossed oh, me what's out. The veal. Baby, I, it's disgusting. Yeah, now so, I want a Crunchwrap Supreme. <laughs> Go on. So they made this squab paste, which is very in demand. It it sold pretty well. Then they had a housekeeper, Anna Kuprianova, sure, move in uh, with her five year old son Roy in 1931 because Alice was sick. She stayed even after Alice got better. Hmm. And they kind of like formed a, a business selling this squab paste, and we'll get into it. Um, also, I just wanted to add as a side note, they kind of like, they didn't live at the baller house with the bowling. They lived at the farm a lot of the time because that was their business. So quick background on Anna. She left Russia after the revolution and nobody really knew anything about her origins. Like she kind of kept it mysterious, which I guess as you do, if you're fleeing a country. <laughs> I also love quick background on Anna. She's Russian. We don't know anything about her. <laughs> You're right. Quick background. There is no background. You know what? That was quick, though. It was, I told quick. you, babe. It was quick. <laughs> so now let's let's remove the squab from our from our minds, or just put that on the back burner because squab mm-hmm. is still throughout the story. The squab squabbles. Title this episode. <laughs> Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So on June 9th, 1937, a month and six days after her birthday, it was just a <laughs> But casual, who's counting? But who's, who's counting? Who's counting? We're entering, I think that's cancer season. Um, a day started out like any other. Anna was helping Alice with livestock, as they always do. Imagine how hot it was then. While Roy was riding his bicycle to school. <laughs> William was heading to the city for a business meeting, which is why I said, don't forget about the squab, just put it on the side. Because he was going to this business meeting to hopefully get their squab paste in with a major Russian caviar distribution. So it truly is just like gross eats. <laughs> they're like, who what else does anybody want? Like I the mean, inner they're trying to make dog. it big. They're they're uh, entrepreneurs, say, they're not that good at it. But it like. is it, it is smart for them to say, okay, squab, put it next to the caviar. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think this was all Anna's doing, so she was very savvy. It kind of made sense that they kept her on. She's very savvy. She arranged this meeting for William to do. Yep. And earlier that morning, Anna and William were talking about a house painter that they were going to use. Very funny, like, Anna and William were like, okay, so let's, okay, what color do we want to Oh, sorry, I meant Alice and William. That's why, because I got confused because all the A names, that's that's on me, you guys. Okay, that's good. Okay, so earlier that morning, Alice and William were talking about a house painter that they were going to use. So, 
standard day. Kind of yep. just like, you know, let's paint the house, make some money, etc. Sell uh, some squab. <laughs> sell some squab goals. Like that's like their squab selfies. Goals. Oh my god. <laughs> um, Alice told William she was going to Huntington and would leave a note for the painter. So she's like, I'm gonna be busy, but I'm gonna keep him keep the painter posted with everything. They also spoke about what William was supposed to buy in the city that day, namely arrows for Roy's birthday. Treat. Which I'm like, what is a, a gift? That's that's a gift you got a ten year old for real? I guess back then they're like, what else? It's it's like you know that or like that, <laughs> that or like, like a rifle. They're like, okay, truly. I was gonna say that like stick and the circle thing that I don't know if they really played <laughs> with, but they would run around. Which honestly does seem fun. So they both drove to the train station, and then Alice took the car, and she was supposed to pick him up at the end of the day. So she was like, okay, let me drop you off. Go run my errands. I'll pick you up. You have those arrows. Classic day. Everything was really business as usual, except when William got off the train that day, Alice wasn't there to meet him. So he's like, okay, a little odd. He took a cab home and then called the police to report his wife missing. One of the police officers, so when they came, noticed a half-empty bottle of chloroform on the kitchen table or was it half full? <laughs> Don't be pessimistic. <laughs> I would imagine they were like, hey, uh, hey, William, uh, what's this uh, half bottle empty chloroform on the table? He's like, why are you so negative? They're like, <laughs> exactly. that's not the question that I'm asking you. <sighs> that's going to be my like detective buddy cop of like yeah. the one officer who always focuses on the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, so we have to run tests. Is it half full or half empty? You call a philosopher? Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. It's like the good place meets law and order. <laughs> There's something there. Um, okay, but the next time they looked, the bottle was just gone. <laughs> That's not suspicious. <laughs> They're like, hey, what did you do with that bottle of chloroform over there? What what bottle of chloroform? What? I didn't see anything. I would just be like, okay, you're really obsessed with chloroform. Like, what is that about you? Like, let's unpack that. <laughs> you're like, just gaslighting the police officers. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, like, what happened to you? Like, that's really weird. Like, have an arrow, calm down. <laughs> have an arrow. Here. So Anna is claiming that strangers drove up mid-morning and Alice just got in the car and she hadn't seen her set. So Anna's like, oh, you're... But I also like in this moment, Anna's like, oh... The missing wife? Oh, um, I, she got in a car with strangers this morning, and I just like haven't seen her since. Well, you know, like, stranger danger wasn't really a thing yet. That's true. <laughs> Someone just pulls up. You're like, hey. You're like, okay, bye. Bye. Okay, sounds good. You're like, hey, can you drop me off in Huntington? She's, like, in her car. She gets out of her car to go into their car, like, hey, you know what? I just got to you got to Huntington? Yeah. <laughs> she said, so the details of this. She said around 11 or 5 a.m., a black sedan pulled up. There was a couple in it who appeared to be, like, giving mid-40s. Alice chatted them up for a while. So she, they just pulled up. She's like, hey, yeah, how's it going? Um, so they were, like, talking, gabbing, came back, you know, having a little uh, squab goals, uh, came back into the house, and then she changed clothes and was like, oh, where are you? Let me head off with you guys. Sure. What? Very suspicious. Like... In the squab that they're selling. Uh, she says that Alice told her she was going to go to the Sam's house because an old woman was looking at the house and could not get there. 
Anna said that she was like equally confused by the statement and took it to mean that she couldn't get to the farm where they were currently. But Alice was like, you know what? Don't even, don't even try to process. I'll be back by lunch. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just chill. I'm gonna see you. I'm gonna see you by like 1231. <laughs> <clears throat> so William called the groundkeepers at Samus, who said, Alice wasn't there today. I don't want to talk about. The groundkeeper's probably like, oh, I'm awake. Wait, no, she's not here today. Uh, <laughs> you doing an impression of me yesterday when we were going <laughs> to record. <laughs> you were just you were just channeling your inner groundskeeper. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he also called Ruth, the elderly woman they were going to rent the house to, who said she'd been in the city all day and hadn't seen Alice either. So this is where it gets suspicious because like the thing that they would be doing all this for is to like because Alice is going to go help this elderly woman, Ruth, look at the house because she can get to it. But Ruth is Allegedly. like, Ruth is like, I'm playing with pigeons in Manhattan. Where are we about? <laughs> exactly. So this is what Anna said to the police about Alice. She said, I'm a woman of culture and nobility and believe that Mrs. Parsons was a woman of inferior complex. She just didn't know how to run a house. And so she was guided by my ideas at all times. Hmm. Which, first of all, I'm like, ma'am, you're the housekeeper. Like, nobility what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I, like, I just feel like that's, I respect the mindset, but I'm also like, that just feels like not Like, I guess she had accurate. a caviar connection. I also she did, don't know, that's true. I also don't get like, okay, why are we random? Like, but my main thing is like, wait, why are you now dragging Alice? I'm also like, why are you using the past tense? And that's what the police said. Like, she was a woman of inferior complex. Also, I get it, Anna. I think you're the better businesswoman. I I give that to you for sure. Uh, I do. But it's like, Alice wasn't trying to say that. I I feel like Alice was like, can I just, like, paint my goddamn house? Y'all. Can I just bowl? (laughs) She's like, I don't have time for this. So I think the police thought Alice ran away and William wasn't convinced. And he kept pressuring them to investigate. Mm-hmm. They did find out that she changed her will to give $40,000 to Anna and Roy and the rest to William, uh, which is $835,000 today. Like, at first you're like, 40 grand, that's not that much, but that's almost a million dollars in today's money. And, like, just randomly, like, this Alice giving this woman who just dragged her to hell and back. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, you ungrateful yeah. lady. She's giving you a uh, million dollars, and I know you know about that. Like, um, I'm sure you know about it. Um, I'm sure she knows about Yeah, it. I'm sure you had nothing to do with that, Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then police found a ransom note um, in the back of William's Dodge, which was also weird because they had already looked there. And who leaves a – it's like, why is evidence, like, disappearing and reappearing? Like, what – is this, like, a Ouija board? Like, Ouija? That's true. It's fucking yeah. weird. Chloroform, and ransom notes. Who leaves a ransom note in the back of a car? <laughs> like, if your car's messy, like, you're never seeing that note. They're like, they're like, oh, it's behind these water bottles, behind these arrows. Yeah, they don't, usually people, people aren't trying to be, like, sneaky with their ransom notes. They want the ransom. I know, yeah. I feel like they want the ransom and they're going to leave it a place that you will see it and not just like six weeks later, you're cleaning out your car finally and you're like, oh, oh shit. Like, I guess I could have rescued Alice, but Shoot. Uh, oh, I didn't wow. see this in time. My yeah. bad. <laughs> 
So the note said, Will Parson, to have your wife for $25,000 ransom. I calculate you could get that money in 24 hours. Oof. Meet bus terminal in Jamaica, PM, 9 o'clock. All right, I copied and pasted this, so maybe that's... Maybe it's not written like this, but maybe it is written this sort of I would make sense because it's like me in like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. But PM nine o'clock is weird. Um, if any cop aboard, you'll pay for it and she will never speak again. Oh. Yep. So it just took a dark turn. Um, and so now the FBI is on the case because kidnapping is a federal crime. That's some truth. So they joined the local and state police, and it was just a total clusterfuck. Across the board. Across the board. Someone leaked the ransom note to the Daily News, which really fucked things up. And they found some other weird things, too, when they started, like, looking around the property. They found used condoms in the cesspool, which feels fitting, kind of. (laughs) Yeah, because when I was like, wait, a cesspool's a real thing? Yeah. That's like, oh. But then they were like, well, why would a guy whose wife can't have children need condoms? Uh, Suspicious. They also Mm. found paper in Roy's room that was similar to the paper used in the ransom note. Oh, wow. It's not great. (laughs) He wrote it with the arrows. (laughs) Just kidding. They're like, it was written in with squab ink. (laughs) Squab ink. So on July 11th, William and Anna were brought into the police station to be questioned separately. They could not break Anna because she's a real ass Russian bitch. She escaped the revolution. Like, uh, yeah, like she has a connection to caviar. You think the Long Island police? I, yeah, she's is not on the up and out. I feel like I feel yeah. like she knows she knows some people, and and she's not gonna get oh. yeah get broken by the the police. So William, meanwhile, not so much. He mm. was soft. <laughs> oh, yes. The cops told him that they'd found Alice's remains in the Long Island Sound. That was a lie. Um, but he gave it all up immediately. He said, I have nothing to live for. Can I say to you that I killed my wife, that I chloroformed her? That I chloroformed her? Also, I didn't know that was a verb. Yeah, you do the chloroform rat I know that situation. Guy, the rat. Yeah, but I've never, I was like. Oh, you didn't I, know it was a verb? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was a verb. I was like, oh, I put chloroform on a rat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've never used it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he told the police that his marriage was a sham. Mm. Uh, once he realized Alice couldn't have children and they weren't sleeping together and she wasn't really interested in having sex with him. So he was sleeping with Anna. Okay, this who, is scandal. I know, right? Scandal. <laughs> truly is so uh but then fucking uh anna i kind of love her she really has balls she mm-hmm. then it wasn't enough to just sleep with william she then started extorting him actually sh- yeah go on go on and go off this yeah I'm right four. not four but i i tip my hat a little bit This is how Alice ended up changing her will to give her money because she was literally like, I don't know. I'm going to tell your wife if you don't give me money. So William admitted he bought the chloroform, but did not say he committed murder. He kind of stopped short there. So then the FBI thought to put them together in a room with a hidden microphone to try to get them to like talk about what they'd done. 
that didn't work because, again, you just can't fuck with Anna. Like, you cannot break this woman. Here's what she was caught on tape saying to Ooh. William. There was no chloroform. There is no chloroform of any kind. They don't have it. I destroyed the bottle. Why did you tell them all those things? She's not murdered. She's alive. Leave it to me. You are not going to any jail. We are not murderers until murder is proved. Okay, so that to me definitely seems like she's kind of admitting it without actually saying the words. She's like, we're not murderers. She's like, we're "We're not murderers. You can't prove it. Like, also, why are you destroying evidence if you didn't do anything? Mm. And also, if there was no chloroform of any kind, how could you destroy the bottle if there was no chloroform? Exactly. I don't know. I'm like, I think the FBI, so the FBI let her go because there wasn't enough to hold them. Mm-hmm. Fine. But I'm like, well, this is very suspicious. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's just a big question mark on top of everything. Yeah. <laughs> so then two days later, William recanted his statement saying he was afraid due to his, quote, weakness and unmanliness. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But you know Anna made him say, I'm sure. Oh, because she's like... She was like, you are weak and unmanly. Yeah, she's like, now and tell them. Tell them that. Exactly. And so then with Anna, he signed a new statement denying everything. Denial is a river in Egypt. (laughs) But I'm also like, why did they believe it? I mean, I'm sure they just didn't have any evidence, but it's just I feel like that's the thing, because they were like, okay. (laughs) I like it. They're like, these two seem suspicious. But they just signed this paper denying it. We're shut out of luck. Well, they didn't, they never, they didn't have Alice's body, so they didn't really have anything to go Much on. to go on. Yeah. And then it kind of gets to a thing where in September 18th, 1937, William starts to tell the press, because obviously this became a big press thing uh, after, you know, the ransom note was leaked. Yeah, she's a kidnapped heiress. There's a ransom note. I think there were even like letters that were getting sent, uh, but I didn't really get into that. But yeah, there were all these like letters that were getting sent. So he tells the press that he believes his wife is dead. He begs the quote unquote kidnappers to release Alice's body so he can give her a proper burial, just like one of those. Then he left for California because he had a brother there. Again, not at all suspicious to move across the country. And it's even more not suspicious just to bring Anna and Roy with him. <laughs> He's like, you know, we're just going to go. We have to go visit my brother. I don't know. Kidnappers bring Alice's body back to this house we no longer live in. Like, huh? Yikes. Meanwhile, the FBI was embarrassed that they spent all these resources on the case and didn't solve it. So they were like, okay, Suffolk County Police, all yours. Yeah, Edgar Hoover was pissed. Yeah, it was kind of like a hot potato situation of like, I, I don't want, uh, no, 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 no. So it just all kind of got dropped. Yeah, because nobody wanted to take this because there was just like no evidence. No. So here, where we kind of get everyone's head scratching a little bit more, because Anna and William got married on July 22nd, 1940, three years after this. Although Damn. Alice... Wouldn't it be declared dead legally for another six years? Great. Truly, truly, truly insane. On top of that, um, like Alice's family was obviously very, very pissed. And they fought very hard for William to not get a single dime of her money. And it worked, thankfully. It did work. 
It did work, yeah. And um, like it was just very crazy. Like they they had to go like very much like back and forth with all that, and they never. Um, after the estate was settled in 1946, I read obviously that her brothers never spoke to William again, and the two of them really believed that. Uh, like her brothers were like, it is without a doubt that they murdered our sister. Like that's just what they thought. Yes, and, because I didn't. I didn't get into this, which we could talk about now, but. So the FBI inspector at the time wanted to like get more information out of Anna mm-hmm. and the traditional like interrogation methods weren't working. So he did this like pretty crazy. He came up with a plan that was just so crazy. It might work, but it kind of didn't work. But <laughs> what he did was like he invented. So they had a ransom note from this guy, Paul Jones, um, and they mm-hmm. they thought it was like probably a hoax. But they invented the FBI inspector invented like a sister for this guy and began writing more letters to Anna and just kind of pretending to like know things about Alice's kidnapping in the hopes that like Anna would kind of reveal what she knew. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she it didn't really make any sense and it didn't really work because then Anna started writing her own letters as this fake kidnapper sister lady Hmm. and mailing them to herself. So like, Hmm. I don't know. This lady was too fucking smart. I'm also, I'm almost like, I have to respect it in a way because she is too smart. Like she was like, Oh, you're catfishing me. I'm going to catfish you back as the same catfish. Like, Crazy. Very, very insane and kind of like came in with this mission all throughout. And then so then on January 11th, 1946 as well, William renounced any claim to Alice's state. And for all we know, he and Anna seemingly lived happily ever after, we think. That fucking sucks. I mean. It's so, yeah. Like they clearly did it, I feel like. I mean, they totally killed her. A doubt, yes. I feel there's no... The entire story, there was just, uh, people came to the driveway and she just got in that car. What? The chloroform disappeared. What? Yeah. It's just actually wild that they couldn't even arrest them, you know? And they they were so close and they were just like, I guess we don't have enough. And then on, uh, I also read that on July 20th, 1951, construction workers were like digging near uh, their location and they came oh. across like a shallow grave that had skeletal remains. Oh. But they they thought it would be Alice's, but the dental records confirmed that it wasn't, which I'm also oh. just like, okay, there's something new there. But who they was were it? Very close. Spooky. I know. They were just like, it's someone between 30 to 36 years of age, no buried no more than 30 years prior. So kind of a that, because after that, that was like the only sliver of kind of closure that could have happened. But from here on out, like since 1961 after there was just, it's kind of just been discussed in, you know, like, oh, this happened. There's no updates, no closure, no leads of anything. But people right. are always like, the only people who would remotely benefit from anything involving this were William and Anna. I mean, yeah, it's been almost, I mean, it's been what, 90 years, 85 90 years. years or something. So yeah. it's like. That's so sad that they got away with it. I know. And they didn't even get, like, 
not that this would be better, but I'm like, you killed someone for money and then you didn't even get the money. Like, why did you have to do that? And also because William was rich on his own. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, maybe he spent all the money on the squabs. That's true. That is true. Where it's kind of like, like, just leave, divorce her. I know. I know. It's like, you don't have kids. She doesn't want to have sex with you, which is honestly fine. And you know what? I don't blame her. Um, So it's just like, just, just, just split. I don't. It's one of those things. It will never make sense. But thankfully, well, hopefully the trivia game that Rebecca made for us makes a little more sense. (laughs) All right. Are you guys ready? Oh, yes. So inspired by squab paste, because how could you not be? (laughs) Um, I've created a game called Edible Dish or Death Wish. So is this something that was genuinely eaten at some point in history or modern day? Or is it something that is made out of a deathly, a deadly toxic uh, ingredient? Okay. So we have a selection of eight and there's an undefined amount of edible or toxic options. Fun. All right. So number one, cockentrice. Um... Cockentrees. Uh, that sounds poisonous. Okay, that is actually edible dish. Cockentrees oh. is a medieval dish consisting of a suckling pig's upper body sewn onto the bottom half of a turkey. What? No. Yes. That's like, oh God, it's giving it's, human centipede. I don't like it. It's so funny yeah. we went from that to microwavable meals. Like, no <laughs> one's selling shit no more. Oh my God. So right, nobody's dying at the age of like 22. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Danny. Jellied manchineal. I feel people put gel- things in jelly all the time. So I think that is edible. That is a toxic oh. death wish. Jellied hmm. manchineal. So jellied was a red herring, if you will. Manchineal oh. is known as the, quote, little apple of death. Even a small drop of rain with the milky substance in this fruit will cause skin blistering, blindness, oh. and death if ingested. What? Deadly. What? Oh Where God. do these things grow? I need That's to avoid what I was it. just wondering. Um, they're also called beach apples, so maybe by the beach. Mm. <laughs> where, you, where you have the most amount of skin exposed. Wait, um, yeah. <laughs> Cool. Um, okay, Sarah, fish bladder jam. That sounds real. <laughs> I'm glad I did that right as Danny was taking a sip. Oh my god! Ew. Um, correct. Fish bladder jam right. is a, a Victorian confection made from the gooey substance found in sturgeon bladders. So yeah, you know Anna was warning. eating that shit. That's oh Anna was Anna was definitely eating that. Oh yeah, she was peddling this <laughs> to the Russian oligarchs. All right, <laughs> Danny, open arses. I mean, depends on who you are. I I feel edible. Correct. Open arses is a fruit from the Middle Ages with an apple-like flavor whose underside has a distinctly spread anus-like appearance. (laughs) What? (laughs) Wait, I love that even back then. They were were being messy. They were. (laughs) The scientists were like, this is a butt. (laughs) Sarah, um... Ricinous pudding. No, ricin is like that thing from Breaking Bad, so that's poisonous. Exactly. Correct. Uh-huh. Extremely allergenic pollen and Ooh. then can, can be derived uh, the ricin poison. Yeah, take my Claritin. Um, I, I, I didn't ar- arrange for it to go from uh, open arses to this, but Danny, scotch woodcock. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, we read a lot about what, the, what everyone back then, they were just having, this was like their breakfast. Um, you know, Scotch Woodcock? I feel someone has eaten that. Yeah. And you're right. It's, 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 buttered, it's buttered toast spread with anchovy paste and scrambled egg. Oh, okay, that sounds kind of good. That maybe. sounds. What's the cock? In, I mean, I'm not even gonna ask. I don't. Even I know. mean, oh, you know. bird. I mean, chicken, egg, maybe. Oh <laughs> yeah, maybe the egg. Someone from it. Scotland's like, it's a cock. <laughs> 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 um, okay, Sarah, buttered doll's eyes. No, I think are doll's eyes a plant. I'm just gonna go poisonous. That seems like that plant thingy. Correct. Yeah. Doll's eyes are a toxic and carcinogenic berry with a sedative effect on the cardiac muscles. So yes. Sedative. I was like kind of into, I was like, oh, it's like melatonin, but (laughs) I know. I think it just makes your heart go very sleepy until it stops. (laughs) Great. (laughs) All right. The last one, Danny. Shit. Ambergris. Oh. You know, I'm going to say that's poison. It's actually edible it is effectively whale feces this was a common ingredient in many foods perfumes and medicines for years king king charles ii loved to eat it with eggs and casanova added it to his chocolate mousse as an aphrodisiac nothing (laughs) makes more sense to me that the royal family eats whale shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like yeah we can tell <laughs> so, well, I think you guys did really well, actually. I forgot to <laughs> mark down what you got wrong, but I think you got most of them right. Hey, yay! We'll take that. <laughs> oh well, thank. I mean, I've learned I feel... too much. I've learned things I wish I could unknow. I learned some things I want to Google more about. Like, I want to see. I want to see Scottish egg cocks. Um, yes, I don't, and I also need to Google like King Charles eating whale shit because I'm like, how no, does I that... don't. Eh? I'm like, how, I does never that, need to see how does that work? Actually, just like, I feel like just Googling photos of him kind of conjures that up. Sorry to anybody who loves the royal family. Uh, but we will be back next week, Sarah, with some, I feel we're going to go a little bit back in time. We're going to do a newsy episode soon with uh, with someone we know who can speak more news jargon with us. But until then, obviously, let us know any episode ideas or thoughts in the Facebook group, not another true crime group, or DM them on Instagram at Not Another True Crime, where Sarah does daily trivia games that are so much fun. I try to get them right. I get them wrong a lot. I don't think I'd get them right if I wasn't writing the answer. So I don't know. It's hard to judge of what's like hard and what's too easy. So, you know, I mix it up. And yeah, just follow me on Instagram, social media, whatever, at Sarah Lameem. You can follow me at Cashmere Danny Cashmere with a K. And thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.